Are you planning to embark on your weight loss journey for the hundredth time? Then this podcast is for you. Hi, I'm Shweta Bhatia. I'm a registered dietitian, and I've been practicing for the last fifteen years. Welcome to my podcast, Mind Your Fitness. In this podcast, I'll be breaking some old beliefs about health and fitness, and introducing you to a new way of living. That is, more than just being healthy. Remember the theme: Don't blame the butter for what the bread did. In this episode, I'm going to talk about how you should orient yourself mentally before embarking on your weight loss journey, and the two most frustrating things you need to be prepared for. Number one, getting stuck on the scale, and number two, the weight bouncing back. So let's start with the mindset. Ask yourself, what are you trying to achieve? Do you feel truly ready? Is someone pushing you to do this? If you're not hundred percent sure. Please take your time. Don't be in a rush since the journey ahead can be pretty bumpy. Remember, the journey is not so much about the weight you lose compared to the life you gain. And to do this, follow these tips I'm about to share. Set realistic goals, those that can be achieved keeping in mind your body's makeup, like your age, gender, activity levels, medical conditions including hormonal imbalances. and the last one actually plays the most important role don't compare your journey with your friends who nudged you to start the diet when a client who has seen great results on my plan refers someone else that person comes in with great expectations don't be disheartened if the process is slower than what you expected because body weight is governed by thousands of genes and dozens of hormones that are unique to you Nobody can predict how you respond and it requires patience and consistent effort for at least 4 to 6 weeks. Clients who are only keen to see drops on the scale are only focused on the destination. Solely focusing on those numbers can damage your emotional well-being. There's a certain feeling of success that we set ourselves to feel when we see the number on the scale go down and that's pretty natural. but we need to focus also on the non-scale victories what are those number 1 improvement in body composition or lower body fat number 2 better exercise performance number 3 better energy levels and immunity number 4 improved blood reports and 5 better control over cravings and food choices basically positive changes that are not related to the scale that is the life you gain because if these factors are moving in the right direction weight is just a number in most cases the ones who are desperate to see the numbers drop are the ones that somehow get stuck don't treat the program like a short term project see obesity is a chronic and relapsing metabolic disease it requires long term management with a multidisciplinary approach because the cause is also multifactorial environmental psychological and physiological also a fact that is conveniently forgotten is that obesity like every chronic non-communicable disease isn't always a choice that is consciously made by patients and yes though there are lifestyle factors that might affect weight there are lifestyle factors that affect all chronic ailments but obesity is the only one we seem to moralize about It's high time we treat it just like we treat other health conditions. The next point is hunger. Now any diet that keeps you hungry or low on energy will surely fail. Why? 
because you're swimming against strong physiologic currents that influence your most seminally important survival drive, which is hunger. Embrace a new normal. Now, if the diet has worked for you, be prepared to adopt it as a permanent lifestyle change. I get asked, Shweta, when can I go back to eating normally? Hello, the new diet is your new normal. Waiting to go back to the old ways once you complete the term will not help you maintain the results. The enthusiasm is always high at the outset, especially with the initial weight loss. And then it fizzles out when the results are slow or the plateaus pop up. I've already explained that results depend on many factors. Plateaus, however, are a normal part of the journey and allow me to explain the science. See, our bodies don't want our fat mass to decrease. It loves it where it is. Fat is a survival compartment for the body. Just like how we love to see our bank account balance at a higher number. That's our settling point. So what causes plateaus? Weight loss is a combination of a loss of body fat and some lean tissue or your muscle mass. And your basal metabolic rate or calorie burning rate drops when you drop muscle. The second point is non-exercise associated thermogenesis or NEAT. Now, this is the energy burned during non-exercise movements like normal daily activities, which also decreases with the caloric deficit. The third is the thermogenic effect of food. Now, the calories burnt in digesting, absorbing and storing food is also lesser, right? Because you're eating less. The body is always more efficient at halting the weight loss during caloric deprivation compared to preventing weight gain when you're overfeeding suggesting that it is a protective role during periods of low food intake. This is the basis of the set point theory of obesity. Fourth point is mitochondria. Now, what are those? Those are the powerhouses of the cells where energy is generated. When energy is restricted or the caloric intake is restricted, there is a disruption in normal oxidation of fuels leading to less energy being produced. In technical terms, this is called a decrease in uncoupled thermogenesis or respiration. The metabolism slows down and there is less energy available to fuel the body's processes. This reduction in energy expenditure is called adaptive thermogenesis. It's similar to, you know, when you cut down expenses when your income is wavering. And the fifth point is your hormones. Now, caloric deficit and lowering body weight after a point is an indicator of low energy for the body. This results in a hormonal response. Hormones like hunger, hormones like ghrelin increase, and leptin decrease promoting food intake and this is what makes you hungrier. Your thyroid hormones are lowered aimed at conserving energy so you burn less calories. The stress hormone cortisol increases and burns into your muscle mass. This hormonal environment all promotes weight regain and stops the weight loss. Plateaus are where most people get disheartened and are tempted to quit. This is also the point that determines success on the program if you are able to sustain and push through. So, let's look at some strategies that will help you push through the plateaus. Number one, push through the frustrations. The psychology of seeing a rapid reduction in weight initially and then that weight seemingly remaining stagnant despite efforts to restrict your caloric intake can be very frustrating. I understand that. In such cases, don't get demotivated. Speak to an expert who can explain what's going on in your body and then help you stay on track. Again, focus on all the good things that are also happening simultaneously. Number two is the environment. Now, this is so important. Company matters. 
Sometimes it makes sense to avoid situations where you feel a loss of control. Like for example, avoid a night out when you know you're likely to binge. Having a supportive home environment is encouraging. So speak to your family members and your friends about how they can help. Remember to eat enough. People who stop eating before they feel full will remain thinking about food more often. This is happening on low-fat diets where the portion control constantly keeps you hungry. Now research suggests that the sense of smell is enhanced in those who are forcefully stopping themselves from eating. When food smells and tastes better, we often eat more, right? Calorie restriction should come from carbohydrate calories keeping sufficient fat and protein in the diet. Now that gives you the dual advantage of being in deficit minus the hunger. Some theories suggest that adding a few carbs back which is called as a refeed or increasing calories in a stepwise fashion called reverse dieting can kickstart the weight loss. This may have its basis in the shifting of the thyroid hormones when we are eating less. Now, these strategies are actually questionable. It's best left to an expert to decide what kind of calories need to be increased and how they should be added back after observing your weight loss pattern. Most important part is exercise. Now, reduced body weight will reduce the energy needed to complete a given amount of activity. So, if you don't keep your exercise regime challenging, you will plateau both with your physical fitness and with your body weight. Weight training is very very important as it helps to combat the muscle loss that accompanies the weight loss. But remember, on the other hand, overexercising to break through a plateau will release more stress hormones and make the situation worse. Lastly, let's look at the science behind the weight regain. Losing weight is easier than maintaining weight. Don't you agree? It's not always a matter of willpower motivation and most people with obesity have struggled their entire lives and failed because their biology tends to cause weight regain. Multiple genes may increase one's tendency for obesity and you know involve factors besides overeating and exercising. Genes can regulate your hunger and your satiety signals, how your fat cells grow and how they store fat, how many calories you burn at rest and after eating food. It may appear as if your body is literally conspiring against you making it difficult for you to maintain the lost weight. This can challenge every ounce of your willpower if there's any left after enduring the arduous weight loss journey. Fat stores are synonymous with survival. Any drastic depletion is perceived as dangerous by the body and that kicks off alarms to plug the deprivation. A higher bank balance indicates safety and security, right? So that is the very reason it is not happy settling for a newer lower balance. Regain is like a self-preservation mechanism. Starvation has been one of the greatest threats to humans. Our bodies developed in a way to protect us against starvation by holding on to fat. So how do you maintain the lost weight? Stop putting an expiry date on your fitness regime. You don't stop following your diet and exercise regime after you've achieved your desired results. Maintenance means continued work. The body is waiting for you to slack so that it can bring up its fat balance. And don't get into yo-yos that is repeating cycles of weight loss and regain. It's more difficult with every new attempt to lose weight. There is evidence that the fat cells start growing in numbers also apart from growing in size, which is called adipocyte hyperplasia. and that may occur in the weight regain process and that is bad news my friends 
Even repeated weight regain by athletes who compete in weight-sensitive sports is also associated with long-term weight gain. So everyone is affected. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. Here are the five top takeaways from today's topic. Number one, don't rush to sign up for weight loss programs. Just like other major life changes, this one needs planning, a budget, time, and patience. Number two, don't be slaves to the weighing scale. Number three, plateaus and weight regain are the body's survival mechanisms. So set realistic goals and enjoy the process. Number four, embrace the new normal if you want to maintain the results that is. And number five, eat and train smart with professional guidance. You have to stay one step ahead of the body's adjustments to lower calories and more physical activity. I'm sure you're eager to learn more, so make sure you tune in next Wednesday. Bye for now. If you still have questions on today's episode, please reach out to me on my Insta handle, Shweta underscore Bhatia. Stay strong, stay lean, and don't forget the theme, don't blame the butter for what the bread did. Thank you.